out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good afternoon. It is a bright and beautiful sunny afternoon here in Austin, Texas, and I am happy to announce that it is day 22-0 of 100 Days of Colin. Not very much left of the 100 Days of Colin. So, <clears throat> okay, so the, the topic is today, and it is a talk topic, so call your, like, call your people, get them in here so they can talk about it. What's the difference between news and polemics? Okay, and if you don't know what polemics is, I don't hold it against you. A lot of people never heard the term polemics. But polemics is basically somebody who is very skilled in editorial, who can uh, position a wedge in a debate. And they use a lot of fabulous tactics. When I say fabulous, F-A-B-U-L-I-S-T. So that's fabulous tactics. So let's go to the definition of news. So uh, it's been defined differently by different experts. Um, there's some definitions. I go up to the unsanctioned citizen box and then just push left, and we've got the definition of news there. I'm just going to glide through it, and then we're going to go to the definition and examples of polemicism or polemics. Okay. So uh, news is an unusual occurrence or a picture of life happening. Um, it's like a hot cake coming from the oven. It's, it's, it's fresh. It's now. It's happening. Okay, so objectivity uh, is one of the facets of news. Um, it's a factual report of an event, meaning like if a new report comes out on, say, the effects of COVID on children, you're going to want to know that. That makes it news. Uh, concise and clear. Um, journalism has a language uh, which keeps everything. It's like who, what, when, where, why, and how. They're only telling you that. It's just that. It's not. It's not like what they think about it or uh, the edge of of what's going on and and how how the political party sees it. Whether you like it or don't like it, whether it benefits your party or not. Um, no news is who, what, when, where, why, how, and that fits in a nut graph at the top of the of the journalistic article, and then you filter down for supporting supporting news to to add to that. That's comments from different people that the the news is affecting, etc. So news values is timeliness and freshness, meaning like it's it's got to be very very new. Um, proximity or nearness, like how how you know is it city hall? Did it happen just down the street from you? Is it foreign news? Is it news that's close to your industry? So the proximity or nearness, prominence. Like, is this a prominent person? Uh, Kanye West is, uh, and his activity in the fashion slash politics space is becoming uh, a big deal because he's prominent. Magnitude. Um, like something that impacts a huge number of people. Like COVID is a pandemic, so that makes it impactful of a, an enormous amount of people. Widespread illness, so that makes it a, a, a news item of magnitude. Okay, conflict. War, obviously, war coverage is conflict coverage. Um, when when two, two sides are combating, 
Uh, you have to know the aspects of what what the conflict is about and how that comes about. Usually when people are reporting on political news or news of crime and justice, there will be a conflict piece in there. Um, oddity or unusualness, like I fa- 40 rabbits suddenly descend on, on uh, old former McGregor's yard and eats everything except for the carrots. That's odd. So you would report on that. Um, so consequence, uh, a news story that will change somebody's life uh, or have some great value. I guess the one that comes to mind that's most prominent in my mind is uh, the 9-11 events where the Twin Towers fell and 3,000 people were, um, were, were killed or deceased in that event. But then, of course, it was a, a, an event of great and grave consequence because it plunged us into a lot of different um, different conflicts as a result of that. Um, human interest, uh, stories that deal with unusual events, but usually these stories involve a fellow, like a feeling or emotion or brotherhood or hu- humanness. Like, you know, it's the typical uh, story about the 100, uh, a woman in your community reaches 106 years of age. Yay! <laughs> Old Martha, Martha so-and-so reached 100 six years of age boy that's remarkable she's still around still has all of her you know or is she still working yeah that's that's one of those things um hopefully not me (laughs) human interest might also be um you know a a buddy relationship between a dog and a and and a bird and they visit each other in the yard uh and it makes them feel kind of fuzzy um so those are considered all all of those frames are considered news but they are not polemics. They are not debate. The only thing that might, of all those things that, that come into to play of news, the only one is conflict, consequence, and prominence. Okay, prominence would be you know U.S. Senator so and so, you know robbed a bank. That would be that would be a huge conflict, prominence, and consequence article right there. Corruption. That's a huge conflict. You know that, that triangle of conflict right there. Um, that is where the polemics strike. That's that's the universe in which they live. So, <clears throat> so that's not necessarily news unless it's actually just happened. Um, so, and then there might be developing news around that situation, like like WikiLeaks exposed a lot of corruption that fits in that conflict prominence and consequence triangle uh, so there would be successive news pieces that would come from that but not debate and not polemics polemics is where somebody takes a side and says okay the reporter who wrote this is just a piece of trash because they didn't consider these things that came as a result and if you don't take my point of view you know 17 people will die because I said so. That's a polemicist. But I, I minim, I'm being kind of a minimalizer right now. So, um, so let me just go here. There is a word abuse. Abuse and polemics are semantically related. You can, you can use abuse instead of a noun, polemics. Um, so you can replace them sometimes as synonyms, but you're not necessarily supposed to do that. 
some of the stuff that goes down uh, with among academic polemicists is like there's name calling, there's condescension, uh, there's overt criticism. Um, you know, you screwed up again. You can't do anything right. This candidate cannot do anything right. That's a polemicist. Degradation. Um, you know, because so and so stepped off the financial cliff, there'll be nothing again. It is it's a complete catastrophe. They are divorced from reality. There's no going back. It is salted earth. You, de you know, just catastrophization, catastrophizing. That's a polemic uh, tactic, manipulation. Um, you know, voters who don't vote for my candidate can expect the worst type of government ever. You know, so they're trying to manipulate you into choosing them because... The other one represents, you know, arcane evil, that kind of thing. Newt Gingrich, world-renowned polemicist, okay? Blame. You know, you know, we could have done better, but this other party obstructed us and did all these things, and so now we can't do our jobs. It's their fault, okay? Um, accusations, withholding or isolation meaning the, the debate, the debate itself. There, there are partisans in polemic debates that don't show up to the debate. That is happening right now. Gaslighting, uh, a systematic effort to make you question your own version of events. It can make you apologize for things that aren't your fault um, and is, leads you to appear dependent on the person who's attacking you uh, for the facts, which is that is the essence of gaslighting. Um, circular arguments uh, people who rope you into a disagreement with with no intention of ever resolving it just to, to just to wear you down with verbal abuse okay you know they make they make a habit of covering uh, covering you as a beat they have done this with AOC AOC became a beat for conservatives because they wanted to what take her down she is a young, con not conservative, in a very democratic district that is highly financial and highly moneyed, so they wanted her gone. Um, threats. Outright threats can mean, you know, I'll take you down. Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer was caught making overt threats. Um, a few other people have, have made overt threats, you know, to not just to political opponents, opponents but other voters these are the kind of things that go on in polemics so um, let me go to that thought company article and then and then I'd like to take some calls thank you for joining us here at the unsanctioned citizen where you can say say stuff um, Definition and examples of polemics. A polemic is a mode of writing or speaking that uses vigorous and combative language to defend or oppose some someone or something. And these are adjectives polemic and polemical. Um, the art or practice of disputation is called polemics. A person who is skilled in debate or someone who is inclined to argue vehemently in opposition to others is called a polemicist. Enduring examples of polemics in English uh, include John Milton's Aeropatica, 
Thomas Paine's Common Sense, The Federalist Papers, Mary Wollstone's Craft and Vindication of the Rights of Woman. Examples and observations of polemics are given below. Argument, argumentation, confrontational rhetoric, critique, encomium, encomium, uh, I'm not getting that. I'm just not getting it. Invective. Okay, so let me let me try this. Encomium. It's a rhetorical term for a formal expression of praise. So you can actually just kind of lavish people with encomium. It's a tribute or a eulogy in prose to a honoring a person, idea, a thing, or an event. Uh, in classical rhetoric, encomium was regarded as a type of epidetic rhetoric and served as uh, this is so much Greek um, <laughs> so people will will say like okay in propaganda I guess that there's a lot of incoming if, unless you were like this the extolled pillar of this community this guy over here whom no one can live up to then you stink that that might be a polemic I think that that would be a a so why polemicism does get a bad name in the academic world. Polemics have bad names in the Humanities Academy. Reasons for avoiding to seeking to discredit polemics aren't always articulated, um, yet they are, surely include polemics disrupt the shared endeavors of the academy and preempts the civil or technical discourses of professionalism. Polemics is a shortcut to professional recognition, typically chosen by those whose ambition outruns their achievement. So, the young person who has no achievements will viscerally attack the record and positions of people having none. Having none uh, will viscerally attack the the achievements of, say, an older opponent. Okay, a polemic is usually a cheap, often trivial, substitute for real inter intellectual production. It's intellectually lazy. Um, polemics uh, belong to the sphere of public journalism and editorial, most likely editorial, uh, where care careers can be made on the basis of verbal aggression alone. <laughs> okay, but I wouldn't call it exclusively, it's not news journalism, it's editorial journalism. So let's just get that one clear. Editorial journalism is based on opinion, and I'm going to tread very carefully because you can wrap a lot of news in an editorial fish wrapper. Glenn Greenwald does it all the time, and people go, okay, that's what they do. <laughs> okay, so polemics cater to the unseemly pleasures of cruelty and malice. Polemics tend to become comp compulsive and consuming. Um, such reasons or perhaps only institutions suffice to create an aversion to polemic as at least in the US Academy they also tend to render, render polemic ethically suspect which is fine in whatever intellectual justifications it is pursued in fact polemic has become increasingly discredited in the Academy uh, during the past 30 years is it just a coincidence that the trend coincided with a broader academic rejection of violence in the post-colonial, post-Vietnam era? Hmm. So there is explicit and hidden polemics. A polemic is considered to be direct when it is subject when its subject is explicitly mentioned 
and the stance is taken therein is also explicit. That is, when there is no need to search it out in order to draw conclusions. A polemic is hidden when its subject is not explicitly mentioned or when it is not mentioned in the expected conventional formulation. Through various hints, the reader is left with the feeling that a double effort has been made within the text. On the one hand, to conceal the subject of the polemic, that is, to avoid its explicit mention, and on the other, to leave certain traces within the text, that through various means will lead the reader to the hidden subject of the polemic. So, um, John Stuart Mill's piece here, this is just a graph, and then I'd really like to take some calls. Oh, wait, there's Blotty. I'm just going to pull him up. Don't don't unmute your mic just yet. This is John Stuart Mill on the abuses of polemics, the worst offense of this kind, so which can the, be. Uh, wait 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 wait. Uh, wait, wait, article let, says. wait 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 wait. Just uh, mute your mic until I'm done right. with this one particular graph. The All worst right. offense of this kind, which can be committed by a polemic, is to stigmatize those who hold the contrary opinion as bad and immoral men. To calumny of this sort. Those who hold any unpopular opinion are peculiarly exposed because they are in general few and uninfluential, and nobody but themselves feels much interest in seeing justice done them. But this weapon is, from the nature of the case, denied to those who attack a prevailing opinion. They can neither use it with safety to themselves, nor, if they could, would do it do anything but recoil on their own cause. In general, opinions contrary to the commonly received can only obtain a hearing by studied moderation of language and the most cautious avoidance of unnecessary offense, from which they hardly ever deviate, even in slight degree without losing ground. While unmeasured vituperation, which is really, basically really mean speech, um, employed on the side of the prevailing opinion, really does deter people from professing contrary opinions and from listening to those who profess them. For the interest, therefore, of truth and justice, it is far more important to restrain this employment of vituperative language than the other. So there's lots of, uh, lots of argument against polemics. All right, go ahead, Vladi. We love to have your comments on the show. I tend to be very po polemicist, like the definition on, on the web says, a brilliant polemicist with an independent, independent critical, as a critical thinker. So yeah, I consider myself a very polemicist when it comes to that. I'm very critical, I'm super judgmental. Yeah. And yeah. If I don't have my mouth quiet, as I'm not to opine, I usually am critical of a lot of shit, both especially on the left and those on the right. So I tend to be very independent thinking, but I, I, I shoot at all of them. Okay. Okay. So um, I, I can, go ahead. Yeah, there are professional polemics. I think that there are many on cable news, television. I think that, that most of the people in prime time after, say, like 5, 6 p.m., with the exception of Brett Beyer, because I think he's really good uh, at mm -hmm. delivering that primetime news and then um, there's uh, Shepard Smith who I love to watch as well um, 
not as much polemicism in there at all. More news versus polemicism. So if you're going to look for a newsy, more newsy to, to polemics program, they will call in people who are political to, to make um, concise arguments, but they won't sit there and unpack, you know, what a terrible person AOC is for 15 minutes with no commercial breaks. Okay? <laughs> that guy is a polemicist. <laughs> so, um, so you would consider yourself a polemicist. I would definitely consider Iggy some type of polemicist because definitely because he uses crappy like circular arguments. Um, he just he just wants to fight sometimes. Um, so I think that that will that will bring down the quality of speech uh, to be deliberately combative doesn't always facilitate a discussion. Um, yes, yesterday I ran a three, three hour and a half Can you take a closer to your mic, Bloody? There's a lot of wind. Yeah. There's a lot of wind no, I was, there. I was saying that, that yesterday I was, I was, uh, I had Iggy in my room and he took over, right? I let him took over as moderator. And I had a Bible study so I couldn't say anything. But just before I got into the Bible study, he said that the UK and Sweden are the United States bitches. You know, they're vassal states. So I told Iggy, so then by your own admission, you're my bitch? <laughs> you challenged him on his assertion. I challenged him. And he goes, how would you like your tea, sir? <laughs> I don't know. Iggy, Iggy's got some, some, some surf DNA. I, I, I mean, he's, he's really trying to, to, to kind of thresh it out of himself. But he's got some surf DNA, man. He he really needs to, to read some some of the libertarian uh, founders. I mean, just sit there with a tall pile of Federalist Papers and just read them one after the other after the other <laughs> and Enlightenment and just change his mind because you know he is really he's really kind of baptized his brain into a a, a well of. Somebody is is going to be a, sh a, a what he calls S H I T eater. Okay, there there is a pinnacle. Someone's got to be on the bottom. Someone oh. must be on the bottom. And I'm thinking nobody really wants to have that conversation, but there are people who do. They're like, well, they 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 just feel like they're suffering in life unless they believe that they're over other people inherently, you know, with or without cause. And they look at the lives of, of kings and, and reprobate political leaders as if that that's, that's the top of the food chain. And I can tell you right now, I am freer than any world leader that's employed by any of their governments today. I can run around and do pretty much whatever I want, but I can definitely say that the crown of any, any public leadership is shackles. It is what they call the wow. shackles of power, man. And you are a servant to the whims of a lot of terrible people. You know. In, in, in other words, Shayla, uh, if if uh, Iggy were to be coming, you know, in a very affluent, expensive, uh, elitist neighborhood, and they would tell him, "Young man, the service entrance is through the back, please." <laughs> And he would grumble, and then he would just put on his hat and, and do that. It would be very British of him to do that, and I would, you know, I'd feel really sorry for him because he doesn't have to do that. You know, he can try to, you know, self-determine a little bit more, but there's just something about that guy. 
Hey, Jonathan, can you hear? Can you talk? Is your what mic open? What a wonderful polemic against hierarchy that was. <laughs> I have heard you I, I don't know if i'm on board with uh, making polemic a bad word because like laddie no, i mean it's, myself it's... A polemicist as well mm-hmm. yeah and like this show i've heard you craft polemics against surveillance against central planning <laughs> against max vaccines censorship unfreedom <laughs> no i'm, I'm a mad polemicist i really am but you are this is a polemical show you, it is it is you you rant and wave against things the problem with the news isn't that it's polemical it's that it's a completely manufactured, misdirected dialectic. The yeah, with the news I'm not gonna. I'm is... not gonna. They they are framing things in a way where the 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 things that people are being polemical about completely over overshoot. They jump the shark. They don't. They don't. They miss the public entirely. So I'm Including totally half the things I just listed, you know, <laughs> they'll 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 put news in that'll piss you off, but then you rant about it, and then that's it. You got your polemic got caught in the false dialectic because every minute any of us spend thinking, it doesn't matter that you're right about masks. It doesn't matter that you're right about Confederate statues or transsexual bathrooms. It doesn't matter that you're right. If you're thinking about it, you lost the game. If you're well, I mean, I know I don't think about it on it. Good. I know, Good. That's I know. how you win, is you don't let them make you think about it. Because Sun Tzu says in The Art of War, you do not let the enemy dictate the terms of the engagement. You don't let them choose the battlefield. You're fighting and the, that you're, is you're winning the fight. That is, that is the matter. nature of the debate. Like, whoever gets to, to yeah. just... You're not wrong at all. It's wh- you're not wrong. It's about what debate you're having in the first place. It's like, you can, you're a brilliant tactician, but the difference between tactics and strategy... Like, tactics is when you're facing the other army... Do you flank left? Do you flank right? Do you go up the, the spearmen up the center? That's tactics. You're a great tactician and a great fighter, but strategy is knowing what battles not to fight, knowing when to ignore something. Yeah, I think I've gotten kind of kind of slack in that. I I blame COVID. I blame COVID because yeah. I never would have sat around for for maybe even. I, I was actually challenging another polemicist on like, this is not worth my time. I even. I, I have totally done this. I, I have totally spent time on arguments I don't have that aren't relevant to me, fights I'm not going to fight. And, and I've even encouraged this audience. I've said, listen, if it's not your your North Star, why waste your, your precious lifetime, you know, meandering around in somebody else's kind of mucky That's what the news argument. is. It's a time sink for people who want to feel involved without actually affecting anything it's a well that they want you to dump your dopamine into and the the trick is that the well doesn't go anywhere and it's not news it's editorial it's editorial yeah Jonathan. absolutely it's, ed- I mean, it's editorial Carlson's news a polemicist. yeah he is he's, he's he the polemicist in chief of prime, prime time he's the Fox. one who see, but he dictates the terms of the battlefield because everybody who responds to him takes his bait like they're losing yeah, he's an expert baiter that's a polemicist the, yeah yeah, 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 he's, and he's doing a really good job of it. But they so, don't know uh, when not to you know, say something. I don't, I don't think about abortion every day. That guy does. You know? <laughs> but it's like it I do not matter think how about people... it at all. <laughs> the left but, is you know... really bad about this. People will die Burkina Faso, Ukraine, uh, Chad, Southern Chad, and a bunch of people thrown into solitary confinement right here in the United States. But if tomorrow 
Uh, Tucker Carlson gets into a Twitter flame war with uh, Ilhan Omar. Oh, they'll just all have to say something about it, won't they? It's like, oh, this is independent media. I work for myself. No one tells me what to talk about. Don't they tell you what to talk about? Because they all just have to say something about every little Twitter flame war that happens. These people who fancy themselves independent are about as free from mainstream media as a as a, a reflection is from its from well, the it's it's, it's editorial news ish because they need to to talk about somebody who's prominent. Like I said, it's in that triangle triangle of like prominence and conflict and maybe what was but, that but third one? Yeah, go ahead. The, the thing is, check it out. When it comes to like AOC or anybody from the squad, because they have nothing to say, they have nothing positive to say, so they engage. That happens every day in progressive politics. Every stinking day. Talk about town hall. They eat her up compared to Tulsi Gabbard. It's just like watching them. Like it's, it's like watching mean girl fights. Like they throw one another like in a garbage can. Because they, it's and, not, like, slave morality like, is when you're you don't you know, know what to do for, so you craft your whole morality about what you're against. It's so it's so retarded. <laughs> I, I don't want this and I don't want that because when you say, well, what do you want instead? And they have no answer. Because and that's why they just diss people is because what? Okay, what should what should we do instead? And they're like, well, they're not. They would be calling for it at ahead of the time if they had an answer to that question but slave morality is what do the Ten Commandments start with thou shalt not right because who, who wrote it they were slaves when you're a slave in Egypt in 1500 yeah, well, BC they do everything better than you because they have the, all the privilege and all the freedom so they're better architects they're better writers they're better athletes you know So, mm-hmm. to, but nobody's psyche can handle this You know, and that is no reason to 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 forfeit. Shit, your, even even your mind. even Wonder Woman yeah. is Israeli for crying out loud. <laughs> well, I mean, think about think about the Greco-Roman culture. You know, there were slaves and there were freemen, and then a lot of slaves were aspirational freemen. So so they began to entertain, and then you had these philosophers, these academic philosophers who would have slaves, and then they would become freemen over a certain amount of time who was the the there was a woman um a greek woman hyperi hi uh, i'll get it in just a minute linda carter but, linda carter no it wasn't linda wonder carter woman. she's a the model and, and a senator's <laughs> wife that's not her uh you know what i'm just it's just escaping me right now there was a there was an ancient um philosopher woman who was very good about raising uh, academic science debates. She was really good at at, uh, astronomy and uh, the sciences, critical thinking, very, very high-flung academic in that culture. And then, of course, they were raided by a bunch of um, Muslims in that time. And I I can't – I'm so fuzzy on my history here. Anyone can jump in and help me out at any time. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> you're yeah, like, no, no, you no, no. Me. I love watching you, you wallow me. in the, the, the. I was the, about. I was hoping you would have said Madame Curry, but you said Greek. So Madame, Madame like, Curie. No. 
No, yeah. the, she was she was yeah. a, a nuclear physicist. In, exactly, in the 20th exactly. Century. I was like, I'll see, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one. <laughs> Greece, ancient, yeah, uh, you know, ancient Mediterranean, uh, and then they were invaded by I think a bunch of Moors. It was a Moorish invasion. Oh man! And um, they burned half the city to the ground, and then they they slaughtered her. Well, and, if you're a woman uh, and you can read her you're head and with. parts of her body and paraded them through the streets because they oh, they claimed that she was a witch. That she was, and she was just yeah, a yeah. I mean, people had to hide woman. her teachings. They had to hide her. Fuck you! Yeah. You're up there at that time in that time yes, of life. Yes, but she she where, had where, slaves where? that she made free. But they all they did was work on her academic papers, which is basically really similar to exactly. being a PhD. It's no different than a tenured <laughs> professor at the university. Right, exactly. And that's just about anyone, male or female. You know? It's really close to being it's really close to being It sounds like a modern day professor. A doctor old student, yeah. <laughs> Especially the t- the doctor's uh is is uh, helping you work on your doctoral, you know, for the student, and they're doing some kind of work study, you know, earn credit and shit, and of course, right, they're just they're just schlepping they're, all the time, yeah, writing the, the, and the, schlepping. <laughs> the teacher goes off to vacation or or a weekend, long weekend, and just tells all four or five students, here, there's about a hundred papers, uh, divide them among you and and grade them. Schlepping researchers, <laughs> readers. You know? uh, and everybody, this. by the end of the year, everybody's got my approval, my credit. Don't worry. You go on to doctorate school or whatever. <laughs> what has, you know, oh. and one of the things that is kind of murderous for people who, who actually spend a lot of time in academia is that they'll sit around, they'll do all that, and then they'll write their own stuff, and then they'll have another professor in the department steal their shit and publish it with their name. That exactly. happens like that, yeah, yeah. That's why academic you gotta be, you gotta be on your game. Let me give you an example. I got a buddy who graduated uh, UCLA. He's uh, he studied uh, continental philosophy at that time, early 2000s. So my buddy yep. comes out. Unfortunately, he's a victim of COVID. Uh, he had a bit brain stroke, you know, high blood pressure, brain stroke, COVID related. So my buddy, before any of that happened, that took him out because he lost his memory, and it's gonna take forever to regain it if he ever can. What he did while he was in, uh, just about to finish school is, you know, the, the students know, fellow students know who's the, the smart one there. So there was this Jewish lady who couldn't pass her philosophy classes, and my friend Saul had passed them all. And the husband went up to him, and he goes, uh, young man, I need to talk to you. And he was like, what? And he basically wanted to hire him so she could, he could do her papers. Yep. $2,000 a month. And whatever other resources you need, paper, ink, whatever, just get the shit done. Two thousand for about a year. Yes, for about a year. The old sushi. Yeah. So basically, all he had to do was, I gave you the papers I did for that professor three, four months, three, four semesters ago. It's that does not subject. include bathing and sleep. That, <laughs> that doesn't even sleep is a cotton office. <laughs> I mean, he should have. That should have been at least a five thousand. Something like that. If you really wanted that, and I'm pretty sure the Jewish couple would afford it because they, they they're coming from the west side and they got money. So my friend Saul, out of the goodness, doesn't of the matter. Heart, doesn't matter. There's no amount of money will get you out of that life if that's what I you're know. doing. But you know, you know what? That that lady passed her philosophies classes, 
She's probably a philosophy major, but that has the name of Saul all over it. Mm. And he did it because he didn't want to go out there to work. He said, I'll do, I'll do work and what I do best. I got all the papers here. She just has to rewrite them in her own language, her own way, the same information. And they'll never know. And it's true. They never knew. And he knew the professor very well. Oh and I believe I saw some of his works and I was like, fuck, where, where, where's your brain? What did you do? What, I mean, damn, where, where'd you spend your time? So whenever I needed philosophy back then, because my buddy's no longer the same, unfortunately, uh, as I had explained. So yeah, I, I mean, do, it will, I, it will I, create a, a, some kind of gaslighting and trauma when that kind of thing, because yeah. people are literally stealing your life work. They're stealing your yeah. work. So I just told him, you know what, buddy, just bank on it. A whole, a whole year's worth, just bank on that shit, you know? Just get it out there. You're not going to write a book. You're probably not going to do anything with philosophy. You've got a great brain. And he, you know, my buddy, later on, he went on to National University, got a degree in education, and he got out of it. I mean, he's been a problem, but, you know, he's a person I care about. But you know what? I told him, whatever you could do, bank on this shit, you know? It's to well, your advantage. You can also do it under another name. And that will that will actually hide your. Um, you can you can publish under a different academic pen name and hide your work. That's that's sure. kind of a cheat. But um, Jonathan, did you have anything else you wanted to add to this discussion quickly? Uh, it was just weird that you're talking about Greece because that was the exact opposite of that was Nietzsche's opposite example of slave morality. He's like, look, these people have. Morality that starts at zero. You can have none, like an animal. You can have a little, or you can have a lot. But that slave morality gets into the negatives. They're obsessed with sin. I mean, Greeks have a word for sin, but they're not like they don't see it. But the they also the, the forfeit culpability and responsibility. Can you see that? It's it's like Who this does? convenient people underneath a slave morality never take responsibility for themselves. They throw everything responsible. At the people who that, own that's them. His, that's, that's his point. He's like, well, because, because if all you have to do is avoid doing anything wrong, then abstinence becomes – like the guy who does nothing has done nothing wrong and therefore is a paradigm of virtue. No, in the Greek morality, you have to do something. You have to take responsibility and craft something real and positive as opposed to just not doing anything wrong. That is, that is have, landmark. To, yeah, you have that to create something. That is really something. insightful beautiful you have to be somebody uh worth talking you have to build to, a worth thing watching. you have to make a thing you have to build a thing yeah you have to positive thing in the world that wasn't there before rather than just you have to have to grow a thing sin. yes right. and these people who are like a call out people who just like you're a sinner you're a sinner you're a sinner they have nothing to say that's why they do that they got nothing to say and I've, yes. I still think of myself as a leftist, so I have more right to be mad about this than you because all of my other leftists they're all horrible at like that's all they fucking do with their time well, look and at you being a polemicist no right now over other leftists. You know what? They do I'm, this exactly. all day long. I'm Everyone who's a leftist who's listening to this knows useless this. Useless people. They, they take shots at each other all day. You know what? North came in here and told me the same thing that you just said. He said yeah, they're awful. They, take, they take shots at each other all day long. All day but long. All day long. None of them have long. a positive craft. None of them present a blueprint of what the ship is supposed to look like. You know what I mean? I wonder why they don't do that. And you're right. It's it must be a slave, don't have slave-ish. One. Check it out. They don't create. They create. They create nothing. They create 
nothing. That's what it is. Yeah, they hand They're you a blank canvas people. and call it art. But I don't buy that, people. There are people who make blank canvases and call it art, but I don't buy that shit. Well, w nobody's asking you to do that. But if you make a thing, Jonathan, that's cool. Make a thing. Does anybody else want to jump up here? Useless. I mean, Let's I have see here. Who's this person? Useless Oak. As much as Derek and then there's screams also about, he's like, what does Dimitrio? the platform look like? I'm like, I keep telling him. I think they want you to do their intellectual work for them. Like, they're like, you know, I have. The thing is, I have. If they would just shut the fuck up and, like, listen. <laughs> I just listen, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've it's done hard. You, it's you know, hard. You, you, know, you, you know what, Shayla, Jonathan? What Jonathan is talking about, you know, his fellow lefties, that they do a horrible job when they're just killing each other. It's like yesterday's debate between between Fetterman and Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz ate him up. And Fetterman was not able to rebuttal him correctly. I did not and, watch And that. he just stepped in, Should in I? so Should many I times. It kind of reminded me of Nivik. <laughs> Is it worth you watching? know what, um, guys? I'm gonna wrap this I, up. I, I, I was, you know, you know what? I, I was getting the highlights and everything. So We're gonna take it to 45 minutes, and then I'm gonna cut it because I need I need to there go shopping. Actually, sorry, I'm a human being. I need to go shopping. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Shayla, you're a woman. You gotta go shopping, girl. That's I gotta go good. shopping. I'm sorry. Right? Otherwise, I'll starve. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Is this for clothes or is this like the growth? This is so that I can feed myself and do Colin. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> it all matters. <laughs> You gotta, yeah, yeah. You gotta eat. You gotta survive. You gotta survive so I can do call in tomorrow. Mm. So I can be nineteen days of call in instead of like well, if I can, twenty like, days of call. Before we go, if I can hit the tennis ball back at you guys, if you guys are right wingers and you want to craft a positive something rather than just like like privatize everything is not an answer either. Like I need more. No, of it a isn't, and I'm I'm far more creative than that. Um, okay, that well that's all I'm asking for. Productive in the right as well there's a lot of squeamishness about any type of change that can be like easily masked as the same thing that you're dealing with in the left there is a crankiness for people who who will present anything that has any kind of change to it they will they will swat you and 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 hit you and spit at you and then throw a tantrum but as soon as they get it um you know they're fine they're fine they use they exert like a hundred percent more energy to get you to do something that will improve their life, just to stop you to be an obstructionist, uh, than allowing it to happen. Yeah, but if we got Medicare for all, there would not be a whole like, hordes of people person. bitching about it after the fact. They wouldn't be oh, I can't believe I have this free health insurance. Oh no, they would not do that. They would just deal with it in their life. Are would be you kidding me? Do you remember the the debate over the over the website providing uh, no. ACA? That's a perfect example. You mean the Obama's stuff? The Obama's, Obama's ACA stuff? website. That is that is a perfect example of what what would have happened. Um, you know, Obama builds a website, and then people found like an avalanche of things wrong with it that he could do nothing right. <laughs> could do yeah. nothing, yeah. nothing right. ACA was like it was built as a as a rolling disaster from the time that it was passed. I, I mean, it's like still hanging really around though. Designed to fail so that you, people can point at it and be like, "See, that's what happens when you let the government do stuff." When it works fine in like Germany, 
Like I've never had an actual Canadian back up the stories. This is America, of and and healthcare. and actually, Canadian healthcare has got a lot of problems as well. I don't enjoy Canadian healthcare because I'm an American and I have my own insurance. Um, I've never so heard I'm a Canadian as... complain about it. Uh, that's I have heard a Canadian complain about it. So it doesn't mean that the complaints don't exist just because you have not heard them. I would hear a Canadian complain about. It. Do we know anybody who's Canadian? Isn't uh. I, I, I met plenty of Canadians in, in Western Washington. We, we got like at least two or three Canadians on calling. Yeah. From sure. North to Angie. They're both Canadians. They're pretty cool, though. Yeah, a Especially lot of the Pangburners. Yeah, I are forget Canadian. which ones are Canadian, though. Oh, okay. yeah, you're right, Sheila. I, uh, just about half of the guys there are yeah. Canadian. Pangburns like right. being in my sophomore philosophy class. It's, it's no, I love Pangburn. <laughs> it's, it, this is it. I mean, I love Pangburn for that reason. The whole reason why I'm sitting around going, "Hey, it's a polemicist argument." Blah blah blah. I, I basically told I, I basically told the guys when the guys started coming out on video. I, I told them, "You guys look like a younger version of Duck Dynasty." Most of you. We've got 20 seconds. <laughs> Last words. Let's wrap it up. Love you all. I want to see you again, Shayla. Let's do this every day. All right, I'll be here Please tomorrow stay. on on Colin with another reading of Julian Assange, the trial of Julian Assange. Uh, Nils Melser. God, that keeps on going, for, doesn't it? It does until it's done, man. We're 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 committed. Are we like days halfway at least. Of, we're at chapter eight. We gotta go. Of eight of what? Fifty. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic iHeartRadio podcasts and call in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit Sheila M. Dean 